Hey, it's Chris Terry from Gen Z Media. Did you know that one of our podcasts, The Big Fib, became a TV show on Disney Plus? Well, it's been renewed for a second season. We're, of course, still releasing episodes of the podcast. And the live action show, hosted by Yvette Nicole Brown, will have the new episodes up on Disney Plus very soon. And you can listen to the hilarious original where it all started on our website at gzmshows.com or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. This is Pants on Fire, and now here's your host and a woman who owes me 53 cents, Deborah Goldstein. <laughs> no, I do not. Welcome to Pants on Fire, the game show where kids choose between the sanded and polished truth and sharp splintered lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein. And over there, that's our robot, Lisa, which stands for live in-studio audience. Oh, we love him. He's great. Uh, you know, uh, Deborah, I'm also a beatboxer extraordinaire. Here, I... uh, hubba. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> yeah. Can you please also let us know how we play this game? Oh, you're going to love this. Every <laughs> week, each and every week, we don't skip one week. We don't skip two weeks. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a... Dirty liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. What are we lying about today, Deborah? <laughs> we are lying about woodworking. That's right, the skill or activity of making things out of, you guessed it, wood. Lisa, would you know anything about woodworking? Oh, yeah, Deborah. I once uh, built uh, my own treehouse. <laughs> really? I had no idea that uh, you were so handy. Well, I just needed a quiet place to, to go write my limericks. Uh, <laughs> my favorite one uh, starts, there once was a robot. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, we can listen to it later, possibly. Okay. Maybe we should meet our contestant instead. Okay, well, it sounds like a waste of time. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's time to meet today's human child contestant. From Forest Hills, New York, hometown to Spider-Man. Nay. I know, is a nay or knee? <laughs> Peter Parker, meet a 10-year-old who loves sushi and pizza, but not sushi pizza. His friends call him Eli Sloan Schoenfield. Hey, Eli, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you for asking. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? What do you like to do with your free time? Um, I like to play with slime. <laughs> you do? What's so good about slime? Um, there are different types of slime that you can make. There's many, many types of slime, so... So you like variety. And it's also a truth that you make hand puppets out of airsick bags from airplanes. No. <laughs> no, no, it was a lie. You see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Eli, let's talk about your experience with lying. Uh, have you told any lies recently? I have. <gasps> you have? Well, in a way. Ah, he's lying about lying? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's not technically I'm lying. It's technically like my brother tries to lie. And what's your part in that? Well, I get upset because he said he goes on explaining that 
I literally just told him that, why did you spoil people's secrets? Um, and then we, this happened yesterday and was like, why did you spoil these people's secrets? They're making my friends upset. And he's like, I didn't say anything. And I'm uh, like, you, the whole bus heard you yesterday. Ah, uh, so you're, you're, you're actually a supporter of truth. I'm a supporter of truth. You also sound like a real narc. <laughs> <laughs> so let's meet our experts. A little welcome music for our experts, Lisa. Oh, here they are. They're sitting over there. They're very nice. I think so. Go ahead. Very nice. So our first expert, or is he, is Mike Schlaff. Hey, Mike. Hi. Would you kindly introduce yourself to Eli? Hi, I'm Mike Schlaff. I'm the founder of Maplewood Shop. And we're bringing woodworking back into schools. Very good. Thank you so much. And now our second expert, Sandra Eastman. Please tell Eli a little bit about yourself. Hi, Eli. My name is Sandra Eastman, and I'm a musical instrument craftsperson. So I design, build, and repair stringed instruments. Lovely. Okay, now, Eli, what do you know about woodworking? Um, I know that there are... A bunch of tools, and some of them don't really sound real, but some of them do. Oh, so you know your cool. tools. Yeah, I know my tools. Excellent. So let's see if you can drill down to the truth and identify the liar today. That sizzling sound, you know what that means? It means that love is, love is like a heat wave. <laughs> Burning in your heart? Uh. No. <laughs> no, that's not what it means. It means that it's hot seat time. That's right, it's time to put our experts on the hot seat to see whose pants catch fire. Ah, my hat's on fire! <laughs> Lisa, Eli is now going to ask our experts some questions to spot the liar. Which expert should Eli put on the hot seat first? Uh, uh Sandra, because uh, I would hope she would make me an instrument afterwards. I have a lot of, I'd like to put my limericks to music and <laughs> maybe I could have a top 10 hit. Yeah, and maybe next time you could just maybe just flip a coin to see oh, who goes That's first. way too heavy. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So, Sandra, why did you choose to become a carpenter? Mm. Ah, thank you. Um, when I was 10 years old, I played guitar in a local band with my friends. And after a while, I wanted to understand more how to build one. So I did an apprenticeship in high school. And over time, I eventually started to not just repair and build, but design my own guitars. Very nice. Do you have some more questions, Eli? Can I give one for Mike? You absolutely can. Where did you go to school to get your training? If so, for how many years? Oh, that's a good question. So I actually spent about 12 years uh, working in my basement, learning how to do woodworking, making a lot of mistakes, figuring out a lot of things on my own, watching videos, reading magazines. And then when I got serious, I found a teacher. And this is someone who's a professional woodworker. And he taught me for the first three weeks, all I could do was learn how to sharpen tools. Because with a sharp tool, you can really be effective and it's safe. And then after that, he started showing me the basics using hand tools. So I really didn't go to a proper woodworking school. I learned it all through doing. I have a question for both of them. Excellent. Do it. What are the different types of wood that you work with? Um, with my instruments in particular, there's over 11 species of wood you can use, depending on the size of the instrument. So if you have a large Spanish acoustic guitar versus a small violin, you'll need more or less wood. So out of 11 species, I would say the ones I use the most are cedar, walnut, mahogany, 
maples, a, a lot of spruce, probably four kinds of spruce, and also probably some rosewood would be, a, I would use a lot for the body of a guitar. I build just out of bonsai. Really <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. You should come over sometime. But right, that's also for you, Mike. Large scale, I'm sure. So <laughs> with, uh, with the kids, uh, I found that it's easiest to use uh, dimensional lumber, like uh, wood that's one by six inches. It's soft. It's very easy to work with. It's very uniform. And then for my own work, what I like to do is work with local trees that come down naturally and try and reclaim them. So taking uh, uh, hardwoods like maples or ash or cherry, those are some that grow uh, where I live, and uh, making beautiful things out of them because inside those trees are beautiful grain patterns that you can let come out. So uh, I actually have two oak trunks in my yard right now. Each one is 40 inches in diameter. And uh, we're working on milling those so that we can make some beautiful tables out of a single piece of wood. It'll be tremendous. So for kids, softwoods. For my own fun, uh, hardwoods that have beautiful patterns. This is again for both of you guys. Do you consider yourself to be a rough carpenter? If yes, I want you to explain what that means. If no, what other type of carpenter are you? I'll Would take this one. I am a very rough carpenter. <laughs> oh, or someone else. So uh, rough carpentry uh, often refers to like framing uh, or working in a larger scale uh, as opposed to finished carpentry. So with that, I wish I was a fine carpenter. I'd like to be very precise, uh, but uh, it's not always the case. So uh, that's why I like to work with natural woods that are already irregular because then my medium skills uh, don't show. And you can pretend that it was part of the natural plan anyway. It's like throwing a baseball in a forest and then hitting a tree and saying, yep, got it. But does anybody hear it? (laughs) Mike, I don't think you know how to play baseball. How about you, Sandra? Do you want to take that question? Uh, Yes, I will. I'm actually not a rough carpenter. Uh, What I do is I source from people who have already sourced wood. Um, And what I'm really looking for is wood at the time and materials that give me the optimal sound, that give me a high velocity of sound, um, that give me sustenance of sound for the instruments I'm looking for. So because of the precision it takes to be a craftsperson of musical instruments, I really source that from other uh, carpenters. This is tough. They both both talk a good game. Eli, you have some more? Yeah. So again, for both of you guys, what is the biggest and smallest project you have worked on? Um, Biggest project, I had to design five guitars by the time a jazz festival started in February. It usually takes me six months and I had to get additional help um, and bring on two apprentices to do it in four months. The smallest project is when you have a year to really build and design um, a guitar or violin of your choice. Uh, I think the biggest project was a uh, a sukkah, which is a temporary structure put up during a Jewish holiday, a harvest festival. And it's 20 feet by 20 feet. And we had to make it so that it would store and break down into uh, pieces that could be stored in the basement of the synagogue. And then every year we put it up and take it down. Um, And so that's, you know, 400 square feet, uh, eight feet high, quite large. And it takes a team of, you know, 10, 12 people to put it up and take it down. Smallest project, um, I carved a spoon. 
And that was really fun because it started from a, uh, a branch and uh, using different tools was able to carve it into a spoon and the grain pattern is just beautiful. What could either of you make in an hour's time? <laughs> I make uh, Deborah custom splinters. Uh, just they're very beautiful, very, just perfect for any finger. God. <laughs> in an hour. Yeah, in an hour. What could you What could you make right now in an hour? Trouble. A lot of trouble. <laughs> trouble. Probably like honestly. A few pieces of wood. I probably can make a very, very small ukulele. Like a small wow, string that's ukulele. a good answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. I mean, that would be a challenge, but I could do it. Okay. Well, I have another question. Have you ever had an accident at work? If so, can you describe what happened? Um, I, there was a circle saw incident when I was younger, back in high school. Ooh. I cut off a portion of my pinky. Um, it made me a more resilient person. Oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I actually put my finger through a table saw. Oh my gosh. And luckily, it had a safety feature that stopped the blade very, very quickly, and so it only gave me a cut, and a few stitches later, I was okay. So it was very lucky, but it taught me a very important lesson that you can never, if you're using tools, you really have to be present mentally, and you have to focus on what you're doing, I and you say. can never... You know, let your attention wander for a second. And if you need to let your attention Wait, wander. I'm hmm? sorry, I wasn't thinking. Oh, right. I actually forgot where was I. If you need <laughs> to let your attention wander, take a break. Okay, so if you are really an expert, what is an angle weaver? Who would who should answer that first? Do you want to get with could, Mike? Okay, go ahead. An angle. Can you repeat the question, please? What is an angle weaver used for? Can you use it in the sentence, please? No, I cannot. An angle weaver. I admit, I have no idea what that is, but I'm going to guess. Uh, and uh, you know, s sometimes you need to uh, measure irregular angles, and there are things that allow you to adjust uh, to a, an angle that you can feel. Meaning, you can put it down there, and it's it's something somewhere between 90 degrees and 180 degrees, and you set it in there and adjust some screws, and you can transfer it to some other piece that you want to cut. But I've never heard the term angle weaver. Well then, Sandra, what is a sander club? A sander club? Um, I've never heard the phrase sander club, but I do use sanders. So if we're speaking of sanding wood, it's just refining it, in my case, usually to get a better uh, sound and a style of wood for um, the different instruments. But I've never heard of the phrase sander club. A sander club is where sanders go to unwind and <laughs> uh, just be with some of their friends. Uh, I'll take that one. Do I win money? I want to go to the club with Lisa. <laughs> oh, uh, we're all going to the club after this, guys. Okay, this is for both of you guys. What is a shingle fro? A shingle fro? A shingle fro. Hmm. Well, I'll guess. But a fro is something that you use uh, to split wood. Um, and so uh, if you were... Uh, making uh, like roof shingles or, or side shingles, you could use this um, to actually uh, split wood off of a log to um, uh, make those shingles. It's used in like very, very traditional uh, house building. Okay, so same thing for you, Sandra. What is a shingle fro? Because I've never worked mostly with larger pieces of wood, and because I'm not necessarily the one cutting the wood, I've never used a shingle fro in my in my work. So but I do use you sanders. Know what it is? No, I actually don't. I use I use very small hand tools and sanders and clamps to work with the wood I work with because of the size. 
It's that time again, isn't it, Lisa? Yes, it's time for me to read my limericks. No, it is not that time. Oh, yeah. Later, oh, I, later. I that other thing. Okay, yeah, it's time <laughs> for Agitate Android Generated Inquiry to Analyze the Experts. That is correct. Lisa will now generate a question for each of our experts to answer. So if you please, Lisa, kindly generate that question. Well, uh, hold on. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Oh, here you go. Okay, Eli, go ahead. How could you use carpentry to improve the lives of robots? The lives of robots. Nice question. Okay, Sandra? Robots, no offense, Lisa, sometimes have a very uh, non-human voice. Mm, This is going in a bad direction. (laughs) And perhaps if we could incorporate some wood into your metal structure, Mm, it would help us really play with sound. So what I love about wood is that... um, Different types of wood allow us to transfer different vibrational energy. And therefore, maybe we could make Lisa's voice sound less robotic and more human-like. Maybe even singing. That is cool. Let me try. (laughs) I like limericks. Please let me read I think we'll wait for the wood. We'll wait for that. Yeah. Nice. Nice try. How about you, Mike? Oh, wow. Robots, lives, and wood. Mm -hmm. I think that the higher tech our world gets the higher touch it needs to be. So having robots with uh, that are, their exteriors made out of wood, I think would be nice. I think they could be softer. They could be, maybe that would make them friendlier. What do you say? What? <laughs> oh, hold on, Deborah. hold on. <laughs> I know, Lisa, I know. It's tough to hear. Okay, so it's that time. It's decision-making time. Eli, do you feel like you have enough information to make your choice? You do. He's confident. Okay, Eli, considering everything that you've heard today, tell us who you think is the liar, liar, pants on fire. I think the liar, liar, pants on fire is Mike. You think that Mike is the liar. Tell me, why do you think Mike is the liar? Because to be honest, the things that I said, like... The angle weaver are not real, and you went explaining about what you were saying about angles, and I feel as if that's not true. You gave them a trick question. I gave both of them a trick question, and a shingle fro actually is real. (gasps) Pretty sneaky, sis. That's amazing. Okay, so we are going to find out right now who the actual expert is. Please identify yourself, expert. Uh, I'm Mike. I founded Maple Woodshop to help kids learn more about woodworking. Uh, shingle froze are real. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike is our expert, and yes, the founder of Maple Woodshop, bringing woodworking to schools and camps. But Eli, you did a phenomenal job. You had Thank some fantastic you. questions. Now it's the time, Mike. We have to know, was there anything that our liar said that you need to correct? Can you can you cut out the dead wood? Uh, some of the, you don't use a lot of spruce, as far as I know, and uh, being a luthier. But uh, otherwise, yeah, very well prepared. What about you, Sandra? Did you learn anything from our actual expert, Mike, today? Yeah, I learned I want to work with reclaimed wood. It sounds really cool. Could you really make a ukulele in under an hour, Sandra? No. 
Well, you guys, everybody did a phenomenal job. Thank you so much to our contestant, Eli, for your fantastic questions and to our experts. And also to Lisa, too. Thank you so much. So good. Yeah, really good. (laughs) And thanks to everyone for playing Pants on Fire, where we bore holes in lies and let truth come out of the woodwork. Pants on Fire is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows and to learn how to become a participant, visit bestrobotever.com. If you want some limericks, text me on (laughs) limerick.org. No. Hey, it's Chris Terry, sneaking in at the end of your show to let you know that we have a new website for Gen Z Media. gzmshows.com is our new home on the web where you can listen to all of our podcasts, buy scripts, t-shirts, mugs, and more. You can even hear trailers from our upcoming releases months before they come out. Check out the new site at gzmshows.com. That's the letter G, the letter Z, Z if you're Canadian like me, and the letter M, shows.com. Thanks again for listening. Give me a C!